the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, joining me to discuss all things Tottenham Hotspur, making his Come back this week after a week away. It's Matt. Hey, you mate. You all right? Do you know? Do you know what? If if I get reincarnated as a yo-yo, I think yeah. Spurs are giving me a nice little bit of experience and how it's going to feel. Uh, yeah. Don't, mate. Don't. I. Uh, <laughs> do you know? I, I, I've said this before on the podcast, and I'm going to keep saying it because I still think it's the best analogy to sum up this football club. Is the getting a blowjob was being punched in the nuts. Yeah. Is like it's, it's so just true, isn't it? it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just really doesn't. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, you you had to work last week and we just couldn't find the time, so I had to get a substitute in. I don't like doing that. He's a nice guy, Stefan, but it's 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 weird. <laughs> you you can have step in Stefan. I, the limelight stealing little git. I, I, every time he comes on the show, I'm like, oh great, here we go. I'm gonna get a phone call after this. Like, hey, Daniel Levy's on the line. Love Loves your podcast, by the way. That's Stefan guy. He'd love to bring him to an executive box one day and have a chat about all things Tottenham. Like, no, but just him. Like you, you yeah, used to, him. you know, just seats. Yeah, in yeah. In a... no, none of the rest. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of that, though, this, this is quite funny. I said jokingly, right? I said jokingly, and I got to say this again, jokingly on Twitter. Um, you know, done the podcast for a good while now, a few years. And I see a lot with other podcasts, like people get invited on and stuff like that. And I know you've done that, and we, we've had yeah. someone come on here and stuff. Sure. I was like, I, I never get invited. Like, I, I never get asked to do be a guest on another podcast, talk to anyone else. No one ever sort of goes, oh, yeah, let's do a let's do a bit of cross brand promotion with Spurs News. Let's get that sound guy on. And someone replied, probably because they're Spurs News, they're Spurs podcast. Don't want to speak to some freaking Bristolian. I was like, oh, fair oh, enough. That's not very really nice. Yeah. Is it? Do you know what? Hello. Social it, media it, can be it, such a cruel place. To be it, fair, yeah? compared to most on social media, that was pretty mild. People are so mean, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> what if the that was okay. Oh yeah, that was okay. I, I, I was okay. Kind of, but do you know, do you yeah, know what? Compared to, compared to the generalisation of what we normally get. I mean, I I posted the other day on our Facebook page a statistic that uh, Sonny has now scored at least ten league goals in six seasons in a row. Now I, I want to say this to you because I mean you were of a similar age and experience of being Tottenham fans. How awesome is that? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> we, awesome. We've had, we've had like a forward get at least 10 league goals. To us, that's amazing. Harry Kane has like kind of shattered that for the next generation. Yeah. The expectations of my daughter, Seb, and everyone for a striker at Tottenham now yeah, is yeah. Jimmy Greaves level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyone, <laughs> nothing's going to compare. No. We're used to Gordon Jury, right? Gordon Jury. So, so Blimey, six seasons back. in a row... 10 plus league goals me and you were like that's amazing I posted that and people were like yeah inconsistent really uh, poor I'm like really well I posted this like proper <laughs> bragging like ah oh. Look, it's sunny. I'm so proud. And then I've read through the comments of just this toxic bullshit. Do you know what, Sam? Listen, you got to play. You got to play a bit. Um, sorry, Twitter bingo, social media yeah. bingo. But I guarantee, within the first ten, I've not obviously seen this post, yeah. but within the first ten, first ten comments, just yeah. across off my bingo card, was there? Yeah. Is that one your trophy? Uh, hang on, hang on. That's... I'm loading. <laughs> <laughs> what trophy? Oh, no, what trophy? God. What trophy did I get you? Oh, something long, something along the words. As long as it's got the yeah, word trophy in it. Hang it's... on, hang on. <laughs> it's got to be. Every, everyone, everyone talk amongst themselves because I guarantee. Oh, hang on. I've got a more recent one, right? So right. I put uh, following his goal against Everton Monday night, Sun Hun Min has now moved up to 119 goals for Tottenham. He is now just five away from Teddy Sheringham and therefore breaking into the club's all-time top ten goal scorers. It's insane, isn't it? I was like, that, that's all. Awesome. It is insane. Right, um, Bear in mind, Kane plays yeah. for us as well. Yeah, I know, exactly. Um, right, so let's just... Now, I don't think... I'm going to say this now. I don't think the comments on this... I mean, the first one is a guy... Uh, go on, Sonny, love him, always smiling. Oh, wow, Great I love comment. it. Great comment, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, next one, I, the next one, I love Sonny. No, he doesn't put away every chance he gets, but who oh, does? He's yeah. a team player. So that's kind of like, I love this guy. I mean, he's not amazing. Yeah. But, you know. it's, it's one of those things where you know you criticise someone, but you, you, you coat it in a compliment. Yeah. yeah, I get that a lot. Normally whilst dating. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> like, oh, I'd love a second Tate. You know, such a great guy. But um, yeah, it's, it's that pirate farmer accent thing. You know, just, I like my I like my podcast more Tottenham. <laughs> um, Michael Cheval uh, says need to buy someone else to back him up. See, it's now, going downhill. About, yeah, see, here's a post about Sonny and how well Sonny's done, and someone's decided, you know what, I'm going to hijack this yeah. because I want to point out that our signings have been crap. It needs to be negative. Please make this post uh, negative. Oh, here we go. The next person says, for some reason, he seems to hesitate a lot. Oh, here we go. Right, yeah. here we go. He takes an e- he takes an extra touch at times. So the, mean, that that guy... one wasn't even that one wasn't even a compliment uh, no, shrouded in. No. Uh, that was just pure negativity. That, you know? that was pure negativity. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we've got a uh, fully deserved, the great ambassador for Spurs and football. That's nice. Yeah, I like that's, that one. That's yeah. nice. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. And then uh, next person, he's such a hot and cold player. Right, when go. he's red hot, he's world class. But when he's poor, he's very poor. Literally has a red hot period once a season, then is average at best for the rest of it. <laughs> wow. Just can't... <laughs> I, uh... it, I think it's... It must be. It, like, I know me and you have. For people who have listened to this over the years, we we talk about social media a fair bit, don't we? Because like you know, we've got the Facebook page, haven't we? So it's something like a conversation that we that we have, you know, because it's you know quite relevant to I guess what all what we're doing with Spurs news. But just the negativity, like it just out gets outweighed all the time. I think you pointed out, didn't you, once that. Um, you know, if you if you post that we score a goal, you get like we score a goal, yeah. you get about five or six comments. Yeah, we can see the goal. Yeah, it's, it's an avalanche. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just to finish this off because I I always find this amusing. Um, uh, someone said the best Asian player in the world. That's that's yep. a fair thing. Yep. He does win that every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone then says it's a shame we're out of every competition. Lol. <laughs> I always think God, well, that guy. I mean, <laughs> who needs comedy when you got a guy like that, man? I, I, uh, I always then, think if someone puts "lol" or a, or a laughing emoji at the end of it, they're kind yeah. of like realizing that what they're saying isn't particularly funny. So it's like, yeah. I've made myself laugh. That's the main thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. I do that a lot. Um, and then the last, uh, the last one I'm going to read out is a guy called Alan Wakeling, and I'm naming you Alan because you're a twat. <laughs> Hey, who's written, I don't suppose you have a copy of Who Gives a Shit, do you? Oh, for God's sake. sake. Alan, you've literally seen something on the internet you're not interested in, and rather than just scrolling past, you've decided to take time out of your day to comment. Wow. Have you have you seen? I know I know we've we've had an, we've made analogies about this in the past, but oh, I, I yes. saw I saw one come up on um on one of the I think it might have been on uh, on TikTok or something, and it was a clip of um Ricky Gervais who yeah. met who talks about I think you've seen it about Is the one about the... the guitar lessons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, he said I like, don't want guitar lessons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, why have you rung me about it? Because I need to tell you I don't want guitar lessons. Yeah, I, I'll never understand it in a million years. We post stuff all the time, like for all different aspects, from the academy to the Tottenham women's team, the first team for the men. Uh, we post stuff about kids that are out on loan, different things. My favourite one at the moment is every time I post about Troy Parrott getting told how shit he is. Um, Troy Parrott's on loan at the MK Dons, and because he's not scored 30 goals this season, it's a failure. Anyone who's interested, go and read MK Don's social media and see what the fans think of him over the last two months. See what the manager and everyone else at that club thinks about him. The kid has had what can only be described as a sort of an epiphany moment where he's realised that his career was stalling. And he says it in an interview. And I've posted that and people were critical of it. So in this interview, he basically says, I realised I was kind of a bit stuck and I realised that I can't control when a chance will land to me. I can't control these things, but what I can control is how hard I work, how much I run, how much I chase, how much I do, all the tough stuff. I I am in control of that. And since then, you've only got to see the statistics, you've only got to see the sheer uh, praise he's getting. I mean, the MK Don fans worship him. I mean, he scored two goals for them the other night, and the the first goal went in. Their Twitter account said, without a shadow of doubt, the biggest roar we've heard this season was when they read his name out because wow. that goal is so deserved. Yeah. And then he got his second, and like the comments, I was reading through him. This is MK Don's fans as well, not like Tottenham fans hijacking it like you know, mm. we did with Oliver Skip. I'm reading through them, and they're just like, 
he's unplayable at the moment. The last two months, the guy's been a a level above everything. He's phenomenal. You know, just everything, all these comments. And I posted this interview about, because I was kind of, I've been following Troy for quite a long time since he was an academy player, a real youngster in Ireland. And we managed to snap him up. And he came to my attention because Robbie Keane did an interview with him because he was told to be the next Robbie Keane. So I kind of saw him, Robbie Keane pushed him to Tottenham we we picked him up and I've been following ever since, as you know, because I've talked about him loads. Yeah, of course. So I've kind of got a little bit of an invested interest in him. So I've kept an eye, kept an eye, and I I was so like this interview to me is great because it's a maturing thing. People seem to forget that that when you're young, you don't always see the most obvious things in the world. Like you don't, and he has hit a maturity level at his still relatively young age where he's gone. I can't control the weather, I can't control this, but I can control how hard I work. And the comments on it were just like, wow, football player works out, he needs to work hard. <sighs> I'm like, that's so oversimplifying what really young is. lads... Like, this young kid has basically just turned his whole outlook around and is seeing his performances go through the roof. It's literally the same... As an interview I once saw with a guy called Harry Kane, who said, I realised I wasn't the most natural at this, most natural at that. So I knew the only thing I could control was my work ethic. So I worked harder, longer. When the other strikers would finish, I'd do an extra hour with penalties, an extra hour shooting with my left foot, my right foot. I'd work on headed, I'd do this, I'd do that. And I think everyone can sit back and go, oh, yeah, okay, that's worked out quite well for him then. It's an attitude shift. It's a mentality thing. He hit an age in maturity where he realised he needed to work harder than everyone else. Troy Parrott has basically just said the same thing and his performances have gone up to the next level. And I mean really, really impressive. I know he's in League One, but Kane was in the Championship when he had this epiphany with Norwich, I think he was at. And Troy is playing now at a level well above where he's at. And everybody knows it. you just got to read the MK Don fans and just be like, yeah, he's Premier League level at end League One. He is just head and shoulders above everybody. Do you know what? I, I, as you're saying that, you know, I get unpop- I, this will probably be me guilty of oversimplifying it. And, and, it, mm. and it's something that, you know, I've, I've mentioned before. But yeah. you look at... Um, so I, you you look at uh, uh, players that and, and, and no, I know Sam. This is obviously something I mentioned before. So I apologise, people who listen. But yeah. it's because it's what's, what's got in my mind with Troy Parrott. So you look at people, players that are naturally gifted, the naturally gifted mm. players out there that it just comes easy. They re, they retire and their mm. life just sometimes just go, well, most of the time just goes to pot. I mean, I'm thinking of Paul. Yeah, I know he's obviously recovered. But and I always think of David Beckham as the one that was never naturally gifted and now he's retired. He's 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 not stopped, has he? He's like, he owns a football club, and it's almost yeah. like probably Harry Kane will be the same. And I'm not saying yeah. I'm Troy Parrott. It's early days of him. I appreciate that, but yeah. Harry Kane will be the same. I reckon when Harry Kane retires, it's like he's he's just instilled this work ethic in him that yeah. I can imagine when your body doesn't allow you to play football anymore just doesn't stop well, you become this he, machine he, you know he's all he's already set himself up to go and do a trial for the um for uh nfl yeah harry kane has said when he retires from football he wants to become a kicker for the nfl wow. and he's already set all that up he's set up how to do it he's already doing training for wow. it the, the, he like you just said the guy's got an inbuilt determination that he's like okay this is what I'm going to do, and his work ethic means, and he also knows that, I mean, I'm a control freak workaholic, I know I am, and because of that, I set things up, and I know, if I ever finish a project, I am a nightmare to be around, if I'm nothing to do, I'm the worst person in the world, because I, I just create shit you know i'm like oh i've not redecorated my house in the last month therefore i'm gonna tear it down you know i I just my brain itches and because i learned that about myself i am constantly now in a position where i've got this project then i've lined that one up and then i'm lining that one up and then i'm gonna do that oh that looks interesting i'm gonna do that as well so the point is i'm constantly overworking myself Mm. but i know if i'm the other way i'm a nightmare 
So you see that in people all the time, and and people are people. Whether they're playing football, whether they're working in a garage, wherever, the people are people, and the attitude and and the when you mature because I you know when I was younger I was a nightmare I literally worked to go out yeah sure so I would uh, you know and this was when I started my career as well but I was calling in sick on a few days you know when I really wouldn't I just want to spend the day drinking with my mates and stuff like that and these young professional footballers, we, we all kind of sit back and judge them. Oh, they got the world at their feet. They got all that. We forget when we were like 19, we'd pull a sick day. They can't do that. No, of course. <laughs> they, they, they can't do any of that. Yes, they got a privileged lifestyle. Of course they do. And they're doing, they're living the dream that many of us had as kids. And so it's aggravating if we ever see them like not give a hundred percent in our eyes. But for this young man to turn around and go, you know, this is, I've realised that's in my control. And now he's accepted that. His performances have gone through the roof and people are still being critical. What I don't get is why you don't support that. Like, to me, it's like I read that and I was like, brilliant, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Let's really support the kid yeah. because he is seeing the benefits. He is getting praised beyond belief. He is seeing his fitness improve. He's seeing everybody around him now going, wow, Troy, you've really, this is something special. That's that's when you encourage, you know, is the carrot and stick thing. That is like you have discovered this yourself. You can, what's the saying? You can lead a horse to water. You know, there's probably coaches all around going. I've been trying to get them to realise this for bloody years. <laughs> but it, it does. It does have to. Like, I'll, I'll say it with my own personal, like, you know, example with me. Like, you know, I've obviously I'm, I've got into my running uh, in a big way. I'm off yeah. to Paris next month for the marathon. I'm going to run the Paris marathon in April. Bloody but hell. that was like for 41 years of my life. I didn't, the furthest I ever ran in my life was, and I mean this genuinely, to the yeah. toilet probably. That was the yeah, furthest yeah. I'd ever ran, you know. But it, no, people could tell me for that 41 years, I could see people running, I could see people looking fit, and, and, yeah. and, and but it didn't make me want to do it. Something has no. to click inside you. You exactly, have to, yeah. you have you, to, you you've have got to decide. Yeah, yeah you've you got to decide. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I had a personal trainer for a while, and I just threatened to deck him. So you know, it don't it don't work <laughs> until I've decided to do it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter how much someone shouts at me. No, of course. Yeah, and and obviously something something has clicked with Troy, hasn't it? Something he's he's, he's like you say, he's had an epiphany. He's like, it's clicked. It's clicked in him, and yeah. now it's clicked. Now he's reaping the the, the rewards of it. No, completely. Yeah. And I I I mean, but yeah, if you're interested, do keep an eye because. There is a real player there, and there has been one for a little while. And I hope everyone can look in now. MK Dons is where he's at. Another striker to look out for, Kian Ete, who's doing really good things as well. Um, so, so keep an eye out for both of them, because it'd be interesting in the summer, them both coming back for an assessment with, uh, I assume, Conte. But who knows? Every week, would you, would you know? Do you know what? After the Champions League, uh, yes, did you watch that oh, game by the way? PS2, yeah, no, I am, um, I actually didn't, but I got sent a message saying, Oh, I think they're gonna bottle it, and then 10 minutes later, I got they did, right? But do you know, do you know what? I, I, I know this is, I know this might sound ridiculous, actually, you might not think yeah. it sounds ridiculous, but I did, yeah, so uh, I'd sorry, I do. Well, no, let me start again. I don't think it yeah. sounds ridiculous, but this is what I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I watched the game. And then yeah. when there was about two minutes left, and it and it yeah. was quite clear PSG were going to lose, I, yeah. I've got no affiliation towards PSG. I don't care yeah. what they do. I mean, but no. I couldn't watch it because of Pochettino. Yeah, no, I know. Heartbreaking. I, I, I couldn't. I had to turn it off. I was like, I can't bear uh, to watch. I love the guy. I, honestly, yeah, like, no. I, I, I couldn't. I had to turn it off because I couldn't bear to see Pochettino having to no, shake hands as a loser. No, yeah. no, no. I, I'm with you. I am um, uh, probably not helped by the fact before that game. He gave an interview with Rio Ferdinand um, where he basically, Rio decided, said, oh, you know, when you talk about Tottenham, I can still see there's quite a lot of love there. And he basically said, yeah, um, I still think Tottenham is my club, my home. Oh. And and uh, yeah, I've posted it in our um, Spurs chat, by the way. So have a look when you get a chance. Yeah. I, I like, watched it and went, ah, oh, no. <clears throat> so here, here's one for you. Here's one for you, okay? Yeah. End of the season, yeah. right? End yeah. of the season. Pochettino has been sacked because he's obviously not got PSG into yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we have the option of Conte going to Man United and we getting yeah. Pochettino back. How does that make you feel? <laughs> don't, don't. Like, quite honestly, I, I no, I, I, it's it's a nightmare for me, right? And I'll tell you why it's a nightmare for me because I immediately want to say, yeah, I take that from you right straight away, and yeah. like immediately I would. But <clears throat> logically, 
It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, does it? (laughs) The reason why it doesn't make sense is because Conte is definitely uh, a phenomenal coach manager. As much as Pochettino is a phenomenal coach and manager as well. But Conte definitely is. And I have this firm belief in my life that you don't go back. Because if you go back, there was a reason why it didn't work the first time. And if you go back... You, what's changed, you know, what's different the reason why it didn't work the first time in my humble opinion is the club didn't back Pochettino no. correctly no. they're still the same people yeah. Paratici's there but it's still Daniel Levy and I think if you go back to Pochettino I think you're basically going back to a point of where Daniel Levy go, oh there we go, he'll coach the young players will will you know will will he'll work miracles with them i don't need to sign anyone you know whereas conte is like sign a mother (laughs) player or i will go into that press room again and call you a bold (laughs) Uh, mauricio is far too nice for that mauricio used to basically scream for signings but in a really nice way like oh you know we need to rebuild it's a painful rebuild and the club need to change the way we do things Conte's just like this is crap (laughs) this is crap that is crap why did he sign that crap I don't know but everything this club's done for 20 years is shite (laughs) now I'm here um it's it's very it's a very difficult thing I, I think from my point of view the only thing that would swing it from me is if Conte wants to leave so and and I think the guy has an element of bipolar because he is literally one week given an interview about this is the best squad I've ever inherited, followed by I want to quit, I'm crap, I hate the world, followed by that was really good, we need to get consistent, followed by this club's so up and down, it's been 20 years of crap. <laughs> Which, by the way, him picking 20 years of crap felt such a dig at Enoch. Yeah. Like, yeah. I cannot I cannot put the word, you know, he could have said several, he could have said uh, 30 years, because let's face it, the sugar years weren't exactly oh God, laden yeah. with yeah. wonderfulness. But he didn't. He picked 20. And every fan went, ooh, <laughs> that coincides with something, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, um, like one so... of our com- it's like one of the comments on that, on that post, isn't it? It's a compliment... Uh, or it's a it's yeah. a criticism coded in something just so it's like <laughs> yeah yeah just yeah it's just like a little little warm hug but yeah. there's a definite sharp needle yeah. going to you yeah. uh it's a very very italian mafia style i suppose um but you just it was it's, it's bizarre but like if he turned around at the end of this season was like i can't work at this club like i can't work under the conditions of this club and Man United, or, do you know what? Even PSG might come in for him in the summer, and he's like, do you know what? I want to go to a club where I say go sign that guy, and they go okay, yeah. and it's done because yeah. uh, I I can't work like this. Mm. Then you know he's got PSG or Man United who would do that for him, and if he wanted to leave, I uh, for me that would make my mind up because I I, I can't stand this notion of he's a great manager and I love that he's come to our football club and I think given the correct support which of course I still doubt you'll ever get but given that he would be a success here I think we would have a successful period with him in charge but I'm so fed up with this kind of me him talking to us as fans and to us as a club like we're beneath him and were somehow lucky you know he's getting paid a lot of money <laughs> yeah I, I, do you know what I said that to you a couple of weeks ago mm. didn't I that it's, yeah. it's such a weird scenario isn't it where you know if, if, we're, if we're not playing bad if we're not playing well normally yeah. it's like oh you know as the manager hanging on but we're almost like we, we've we've bought into it too haven't we as fans <clears throat> we have yeah. but, but, but you can yeah. see why because it's got like you know I know you talk we, you know we talk about the heart, you, your heart versus your head with Pochettino mm. and Conte and I know Pochettino has, has won. He's won a few, a couple of things at PSG, hasn't he? Not as much as he should yeah. have won, really, at that club. No. But um, Conte's got, he's got the, the the back. Like he's got the what he's done. He, he doesn't need to say anything, yeah. does he? You know, every club no. he's gone to, he's won the title. Every yeah. club, he's, you know, he's won league, he's won league cups, he's won, yeah, he's won cups yeah. everywhere he's been, and and, and titles, league titles. So yeah. he's got, he's got that pedigree. So. Probably, I'd accept at the moment, and I've said this before as well, you know, from a stadium point of view, from everything that we're not punching, but from how we're playing, a squad point of view, we are punching at the moment. But 
Yeah. That, that's that's something that what we'll see, I guess. That the, the proof will but, be. Well, that's you know that that's on him as well. And this this is a thing that is like um, there have been games where we have been overrun in midfield, and we're all watching it, and we're going just having two midfield in there ain't working today. It's it's not. And he doesn't change it. It's like this is my system. This is how we play. And don't get me wrong. Guardiola never changes the yeah. way he plays. Pochettino never changes. And people are like, oh, where's your plan B? Well, plan A works. You don't need a plan B. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, yeah. you basically, if you're bloody good, you, you play your way and the other team have to adapt to you. So the the thing is, is he has that system and the total belief. But if you haven't got the players who can play that, it makes it bloody difficult. Now, Emerson Royale is a fullback and he's being adjusted to be a wingback and he doesn't look comfortable. And he looks like someone who genuinely hasn't settled at no, all. No, not at all. No, but are. Matt Doherty looks like a different bloke. He does. As a wing back. It's like, I watched him that other night against Everton playing through balls, drifting in field like a frigging playmaker, going out wide like Darren Anderton of old hitting the touchline. I'm like, who, who? Because genuinely, he's quite a tall guy. And from a distance, I'm like, is that Kulisevsky? Yeah, sure. Because I'm like, I can't quite believe Matt Doherty's just played that ball. I, yeah, like, yeah. twice. He, he's, he got two assists in that game. I mean, we got to talk about it, obviously. We, we smashed Everton 5-0. And it could have been more. Um, Should have been more. Yeah. I, I mean, you were there. I've got to tell you a funny story. I know now Please, we're talking bring about, it on. Now we're talking about the game. So, yeah. it, obviously, like I've settled into where I'm sitting now in the south stand, and there's like a, yeah. actually quite a good group of people around us. And the guy yeah. in front of us, when it was four nil, he yeah. put he put ten pound on twenty five to one four nil, yeah. right? And he's going to oh, us all. I bet he was no, no, no. He's going to us. What do I do? What do I do? He said they're offering me thirty quid to cash out. What do I do? What do uh. I do? Right. So we're all looking at each other. We're like, I was like, please don't ask me because I'm the worst gambler. Like you'll be yeah. the worst person to ask. And then everyone's gone. And then, and then we had a corner, and it, and it nearly scored. He went, oh my god, oh my god. He went, right. I'm cashing out. I'm cashing out. Right. And he cashed out. One minute later, we, we came banged in the fifth, oh, and it, we all just jumped man. on him. Everyone just jumped on him, like you're a legend, you're a legend. Like, and he was like, yeah. you've never seen someone so happy for a team to score the fifth goal because normally by the fifth goal, everyone's really happy. But you kind of there's not the I mean, compare the infusion to when we scored that goal against Man City at the beginning of the season, comparing to score the fifth goal against a team that were just pathetic. You know, you're going to celebrate, yeah. but it's never going to be mad celebrations, is it? This guy celebrated like that man's that. that sunny goal in the first game of the season it's like such a yeah. good decision yeah I'd hate that the minute the minute cash back was added cash out sorry yeah, was added yeah. to Ben I, 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 I must have and the thing is I have lost out on winning bit but I'm just like no no no, no it's I a nightmare like, I know what I'm like it's a nightmare because you just don't know what to do, do you? It's like it's such I, a risk. Isn't... I I could never be a serious gambler. No, me neither. Like, I, I can't. Like I I put. Uh, I think I've said this before. I've got like a one of the online accounts with one of the betting places, and I put like twenty pound on at the start of a season, and I basically have a game with myself that over the whole season I I finish up. That's my game. So across the whole season, I put like pound bets on, like 50p bets on massive accumulators, stuff like that. And over the whole season, my goal is just to finish with more than 20 quid. Rarely happens. One year, I had an accumulator come in, one year, and I won 400 and something quid. And wow. I found out I won that while sat in a pub and I spent the frigging lot. <laughs> <laughs> not, not clever. Uh, but yeah, I am. Um, Oh uh, yeah, so I, I could never be a serious. I mean, the stress of that—that that guy's stressing over it was so forty fun. quid, was it? it was like, I, I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'd be a mess. I'd just be a mess, and I, I'd, I'd be in the stand screaming at King to miss. You know, miss it, you bastard. Do, do, do you know? Yeah, do you know what though? I think because I was saying to him, like, don't I don't want to give you any advice, but I think yeah. I did help him because actually I did. I remember now. Because when that, that so we got that corner, we nearly scored, and then because he sits directly in front of me, so I tapped him on the shoulder, yeah. and I said, "Do you know what? If I was you, I'd cash out because otherwise you're gonna 
you're going to be you're going to be upset if Spurs score, aren't you? I said like I get it that you want Spurs to score. You're a massive Spurs fan, like we all are. But there'll be you'll be there'll be a tinge of sadness if if we score a fifth, won't there? Because you've just lost out on all yeah. that money. I said. Um, mate, if you cash hang out, on. Sorry, I need to interrupt you. There is massive, massive breaking news in the world of football. Okay. When people hear this, they'd have seen it. But it's nine thirty in the morning as we record this. Roman Abramovich has been officially sanctioned by the UK government. His assets, including Chelsea Football Club, has been frozen. Chelsea cannot sell. He cannot sell the club. Chelsea have been given a special license to continue with football-related activities, but the sale of the club is barred. Abramovich is one of seven high-profile oligarchs who have been sanctioned by the government. Um, I'm just reading through here. It appears they cannot sell tickets. Only season tickets can attend games. Season ticket holders can attend games. Um, this, this story is obviously breaking and developing, but um, Chelsea in the bin, ladies and gentlemen. Good. You couldn't have happened to a nicer club. Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, this, stand them. This, this reporter says, sanctioning Chelsea Football Club effectively places them in limbo. Um, yeah. Good. 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 Do you know what? It's wow. funny because I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it was really odd that he was like really in a rush to sell him, uh, and it was I, also, someone tipped him off. Yeah, yeah. What What is interesting is I I saw a lot of stuff about the government sanctions and stuff like this, and I, I one of my close friends from school and we speak daily is a barrister. And he said to me, we got like a little group chat of old school friends, and he said on there, he said, the thing that people miss in the press and the public is when you announce these things, you've had to do a lot of work behind the scenes legally to be there. You know, you've had to put stuff. So when the government announced that quickly, I think it goes to show that they had a lot of this lined up. <laughs> like yeah, a lot sure. of this was already in place. He said, and there's a few others that were missing. And Boris Johnson got hammered because he said in Parliament, someone asked him about Roman Abramovich. He said, oh, yeah, he's already he's already under it. And then he had to retract it. And my friend again just went, Abramovich is in deep shit. Mm. He, he misspoke. He shouldn't have said anything. Because, of course, you can't. Until action's taken, you're not allowed to comment on ongoing investigations or ongoing things like that. Um, I think he got tipped off, and that's why he tried to fire stuff and tried to shift stuff quickly. Yeah. But yeah. if that if those news reports coming out now, 9.30 a.m., 10th of March, uh, Chelsea are in deep shit. They can't be sold. Um, player contracts and stuff like that are expiring in the summer. He can't be negotiated. I mean, this, I'm guessing Chelsea Football Club, he tried to put it in the hands of like a trust, and the trust basically said no. Um, which is kind of interesting, um, which I thought was odd at the time, but I'm guessing, I, I mean, at the time, I just sort of thought, well, if these being sold, they probably thought better you handle the sale than us. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, Chelsea Football Club right now are in absolute limbo, um, and it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of oh, bastards, God. to be honest with you. I, I just honestly, uh, that, that club, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, <clears throat> you know, they've, they've won tons of trophies haven't they over oh, under mate, his don't, don't. Right. But it's it's literally it, yeah sorry go on but it's just it's just like you know I, I, I know this is a sweeping generalisation I'm sure there's lovely Chelsea fans out there you know yeah. that, that give all their money to charity and are lovely people <laughs> right but I, I just it's just the, the general the, you know my general feeling of them you know, they're just the, the, like, like the ones that go to the games and the ones you it's just the nastiness. It's the stuff you just don't hear from any other fans. And I know I say it all the time that you know the gas chamber hits you don't hear from any <clears> other fans. That kind of stuff. Yeah. They just they're, stuck, they're so classless, aren't they? Yeah. They're such a classless no, they, bunch, um, you know. A real chip on the shoulder. Yeah, horrible, horrible. Um, classless. I mean, bunch you you of get it. You get it with a lot of fans. I mean, you don't get me wrong. You get. Uh, I mean, there's some Tottenham fans that are toxic assholes, and there are fans in every big fan base. But like you. Chelsea on mass, like you know, and I and it's why I get so aggravated with David Baddiel, who's a Chelsea fan, trying to lecture Tottenham yeah. about the Y word, yeah. trying to lecture us about things like that. I'm like, seriously, get your house in order. Yeah. I know two wrongs don't make a right, and I know there is a perception about the Y word, but you've got to look at context and you've got to look at the what they do. We are literally at a stadium, and they are abusing the Jewish members of the Tottenham fan base, and our response to that is attack them attack us all yeah and that's what that is all about 
and yet they are there hissing, doing the gas. There, you know, you only got to go on social media. There's, there's a Tottenham uh, woman who's like a, a vlogger, I think they call them. God, I'm old. <laughs> and she does a video on the tube with just fans, corner, big nose, corner, every Jewish slur under the sun, having a right goer, and she's just filming them. And she's like, "Yeah, all right, thanks. Yeah, yeah all right," because she's wearing a Tottenham shirt. Jesus man. Did you know? Yeah. Did you did you see as well? You know when um, I don't know if you saw this because it was reported on a few of the news. I think Sky picked it up as well. When uh, Chelsea played uh, Burnley, do you know yes. they had that that minutes kind of? Yeah, they yeah. started chanting the Brumovich's name. Brumbry, yeah, yeah. So the people, I mean, that's tongue. Like as a club, right? There's a fan base there who owe all of their success to that man, and if they feel an affection for that guy and they want to chant his name, there are a, a 94 minutes of football where you could choose to show that appreciation yeah, to that yeah, guy. Yeah, of course. You don't do it during a free. Uh, I, I can't. I, that I just that can't sums them up, doesn't it, Sam? That sums them yeah, up. Yeah, no, you're you're bang on. It absolutely sums them up. Because I know for a fact there would be Chelsea fans in amongst that looking over the shoulder, going, "Oh wow." Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And this isn't directed at them. Their football club being at limbo for be, you know, for all of Roman, all that stuff. That's that's awful for them, and I feel for them. Genuinely, I do. But it's the assholes who gloat, who who who've been writing like pro-Russia stuff. I'm like, what are you on? Because your owner's Russian and he's literally bought you this success. You know, I remember going to Stamford Bridge where they put a bucket around at half time to raise money so they could pay the staff. Yeah, sure. I remember that. Like, do they not? I mean, these are people who are older than me. They must remember their stadium, one end of it being a frigging car park. Yeah, of course. And, and do you know what? Look, <laughs> I, I'm not going to. This is. I know it's going to sound like, oh, you know, we're, we're, the, we're the angels. We're, we're, we're the ones that. Because yeah, I know yeah. this fan. Like you've like you just said, there's fans, are some of our fans. But when, yeah. when Everton. I don't know if you picked up when you watched it. Because it, it was Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was on telly, wasn't it? Um, when the Ukrainian guy, I forget his name, the Everton guy, come on. Everyone, to a man, the whole stadium, sixty thousand people stood up and clapped him on, you know? Yeah. And 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 that, that's what that's that's what I'm saying. Like with with the with the Chelsea um the, the Chelsea fans, like you said, you spot on, chant that during a, during a, the ninety odd minutes of the football. Yeah. But when you when you when it comes to Ukrainian the Ukrainian people, the Ukrainian players, you're just being a scumbag doing it. There's no other you there's are. no other explanation, there is. is there? You know? Yeah, there is. You're doing there it to is. be a scumbag. No. You are doing it to be absolute scum, yeah. And it is, it's completely awful. Um, and like I, I, I sit and I watch everything that's going on in the world, and it, I, I find it difficult to believe that Chelsea fans have sat and watched that and then thought, oh, I know, yeah. I know what'll be yeah. funny. Yeah. It just that's the mentality. The, the same people who hiss at Jewish people, the same people that do all this stuff. I mean, they're the only football club who had to take their fans on, like. Uh, Auschwitz trips yeah, to try and educate yeah, them. Yeah. Every other football club accepts. Yeah, we got a few morons, but Chelsea have had to go. All oh, right, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of morons. I, I just, I genuinely hope that they just it, this just destroys them. You know, I just genuinely um, love I, that. You know, I, I don't think it will. The government mm. will seize it and then sell it to some billionaire. The government will take the money. I mean, Abramovich was trying to be clever. He, he announced that all the money from the sale would go to a charity for the victims of the war. Yeah. Well, of course, a good journalist a couple of days later pointed out that three billion, uh, three billion euros from Abramovich went to Putin's war fund. Mm. So he's on the left hand. You know, the guy's it's nonsense. It's yeah. like it's like me punching someone in the face and then give them a fiver to go towards the dentist bill. Yeah, I've given you a fiver. Like, yeah, what are you moaning? Yeah, what, what, what are you moaning about? <laughs> I'm a great guy. I'm a charitable yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just I, I mean, I argued with so many people about that because I'm like, well, he's done have to, and I'm like, it's not his freaking money. Yeah, yeah of course. You know, he has literally yeah. stolen it and yeah. he's given it away. And uh, anyway, I can't. Yeah, yeah. But so, so that is breaking news. Um, everyone, keep an eye on that if you're listening to this and you've not seen. It, I imagine everyone's going to have seen it by the time you're listening to this, but. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, so just to finish up about the Everton thing, I want to just mention Delhi Alley. Um, Delhi coming on for Everton. I think it helped. We were 5 0 up. Do you know, do you know what's that... funny? Do you know what's funny, Sam? In the stadium, right? If we yeah. all got up a clap and started singing, and the yeah. only silence you could see was in the corner. Yeah, Everton, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I did, I did see a fair few. I, I, it was, it was the standard Delhi song. Yeah. But I did see shared a lot of people trying to get it adjusted, and I did laugh at the adjustment. You know the. Oh yeah. You uh, only cost five mil. Yeah. He's better than Ozil. People were trying to say, uh, "You've got Ali, Delhi Ali." Uh, he cost you lot fuck all. He's still better than Ozil. <laughs> He's still better than Ozil. I love it. Um, but you've now got Deli Ali, yeah. and I was kind of thought to myself that that would be hilarious. Yeah, if like yeah, yeah. fifty or thousand people sang that at the Everton yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but of course, being five nil up, out, but mate, that was um, that was kind of like uh, hair raising. That feeling of. And I, I, I think how Delhi must have felt in that moment, and then Hugo Lloris basically grabbing him like, "No, come say goodbye properly." Yeah. Um, to the fans at the end. It, um, it's funny. It's funny as well because nice moment. Yeah, it was. It was. But it, it's it. it I, I don't know whether it's going to take time with him, but he affected the game forever in the same way that he affected the game for us in yeah. the last. It just, it's yeah. just, it just seems he seems to be a shell of a player. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's utterly bizarre what's happened to him. It, it, it is sad, um, but he, I, I think what I want to focus on, and you're right to point that out, but I think I want to focus on just the love there. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, on. and it was there was he, a lot of love. He did so much for us, and uh, everyone by the end was that head and heart thing of you need to go, we need to let you go. It's mm. not working out anymore, but we, we love you. And to see that reception when he came back, I, I think kind of encapsulated that. And I, I was proud. That was a moment I felt proud as a fan. Uh, because you see some players come back sometimes, even when they've been great for us, and the reception's kind of like, mm, whatever, boo, you know? Yeah, sure. And of course, there's some pantomime stuff, like Carl Walker deserved to be booed. Yes. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good bit of panto stuff going on, and it is that. Uh, but theatre, but with Delhi, it was love, and it was pure and simple. One of the best times we as a club have had for a long time was with Delhi firing, playing wonderful football, and everybody loved that time, and he was a big part of that. Um, uh, by the way, you think that reception was good? You wait until Ericsson <laughs> comes. Oh my god! Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, of course. Have you, you have you seen that clip? I mean, you must. Oh, what, when he clip. when he falls on, yeah, when he's like, the Norwich guy's him, ready to fight. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna murder. Oh, oh my it's god, you. it's you! Give him a hug. Like we've never met, but I love you. You're such a nice guy. Do you know? Uh, do you know Ericsson now? Wonderful. Wherever he goes, like it's just any fan <laughs> yeah. of any club anywhere in the world is just like, gonna look love after him. Exactly. Someone goes in hard on him. It's like, oh, send him off, ref. Do you know? Do you know what? With all the money he's got, right? I can imagine he probably doesn't. He probably never pays for a. Meal no, out. No, <laughs> uh, to be fair, you just said that. If I saw him out, I'd be like, "Can I get you anything?" Yeah, can do I, you know can what I mean. I, sir, can I? Can I? Can I carry that for you? You look tired. Are you tired? He must be. Like, he must be struggling yeah. to spend money, mustn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. He's got a wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. never, never difficult. She's just like she's probably like going. Oh, do you know what? We need a new three piece suite. Can you come with yeah. me so we can get it for free? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just sit on it and look tired for a minute, yeah. and I'll let us have it. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, I, I know, and I appreciate, and, and you're right that, that you wanted to focus on on the sentimental part of Delhi Ali. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I will, I wanted to say as well because if we move off from from the Everton game, yeah. uh, talking about uh, players who, who you know, who, who, you know, particularly their confidence gone or whatever. Someone who I was impressed with who came on in the second half, and I don't know if you would thought the same as well, was Sanchez when he came on because I know yeah. Romero was almost yeah. going to get sent off. Sanchez no, came on yeah. and he was. Fantastic! Uh, you've got absolute colossus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want. Uh, I want to just touch on the Romero thing because. Oh yeah, the social right. media. Yeah. <laughs> it's also awesome. So, awesome. so cute, cutie, cutie. They call him cutie Romero, right? It's not not cute about what I, he did. <laughs> I knew nothing about this. Okay, so cutie Romero hacked down Richarlison, and it was a hack. Did you know? Do you know what I was going to say? Seb said to me, and it was yeah. bang on. He said it was like yeah. a glitch on FIFA. He said yeah, it was yeah, so when late. The ball had gone, and he just <laughs> took him out. And the way he stood up and went, "I got the ball," I went for the ball, and I'm like, "Mate, mate, there no one is like almost like the referee was booking him, like laughing, like really, really, you're gonna try and claim." And Richardson's down in a heap, almost oh, like crying. He got mad. munched. It was mad. The rest of the game, right now, he is a very aggressive defender. I like that about mm. him. A lot of Tottenham fans, though, I'm noticing. A uh, Stefan is a perfect example. Of it. Just think he's over aggressive. Come on, and therefore he's a booking and a like. Based on his booking and sending off record for us, that's fair. But but I I love that. I love him. That's, I love him. that's yeah. my kind of player. So 
Lamella, for example, had that real nasty streak to him, and he's gone. And Cutie's come in like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take be, over. I'll, I'll be that guy. <laughs> no worries. Um, and so he took him out, and I was like, that was so late. That was so bad. And the rest of the game, though, his timing was perfect. Yeah, he intercepted the ball perfectly. Everything he did was amazing. I was like. I feel like he went and did that, like he did him, you know, like yeah, an old-fashioned yeah. Vinnie Jones style. So half-time, I'm on Twitter, and as a South American journalist put a clip of Richarlison playing for Brazil against Cutie for Argentina, and Richarlison cracks him, and Cutie's like livid, he wants to fight him, like kill him. And I'm like, oh wow, I wonder I wonder if there was a bit of like, I'll have you, next time I see you, I'm going to have you. I don't think you need to wonder, Seth. No, I don't, <laughs> because it full time, all the Tottenham players on Instagram, Twitter are posting like an image from the game and like, yeah, full time, we won 5-0, how amazing. Cutie Romero's picture he chose was of him being booked, standing over the crunched up heap of Richarlison. I'm like, dude, you have picked that picture. Oh, my word. You could have picked celebrating with Kane. You could have picked so many other pictures that you are in, but you have picked the one where you're, like, standing over your victim getting a booking (laughs) with a look on your face of, like, do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, I liked him before. I'm, I'm like, now I'm in love. (laughs) Do do, do you know what? It was was insane. Like, we we was obviously in the South, so it happened just in front of us. And yeah. we just we just all laughed. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I, part of me was thinking Gosh. he's going to get sent off for this. He's going to be very well, VAR because yeah, yeah, it yeah. was it was it was so late. Like 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 like, like I said, Seb said about how it was like a, a glitch on FIFA. It, yeah. it, because it it it, it doesn't didn't it shouldn't have happened. Like they, no. they, it was so no. it was ridiculously it, late. Do you know what I mean? He was a player a player who is that good. Yeah, shouldn't happen. No, because but it did happen because he bloody did it. <laughs> because he would get it back. <laughs> it was it, honestly, it was just something, something that just made me laugh. So, and I know there is a valid criticism. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. And I know that's valid. Yeah, but. I, I don't know. Football's full of moments for me. Like I, I celebrate goals, even in sometimes we've lost and stuff like. That. I celebrate because of the moment, and the moment sticks more. And that moment's gonna stick in my mind oh, because yeah. he he just went out there. Like there's a moment of Roy Keane literally like took someone's career from them because they injured him the season before, and people still replay that to this day as like an example of Roy Keane being you don't mess with Roy Keane. Yeah. Well. QT Romero just made it abundantly clear you don't fuck with him. But that's, that's what we we need so much more of that, don't we, in the just club? Just so you know? much aggression. But your point about Sanchez is valid as well because Sanchez is one of those players who is slightly over-physical and he gives away a lot of free kicks where you look at him just go, just stand up, just stand up, don't, don't barge him over, just stand up because he's such a big guy. I think he's used to that kind of everyone tries to beat him up and so some some forwards are quite clever the minute Sanchez gets near him they drop like you know Harry Kane does quite a lot um wins a free kick but he came on and he came on focused he came on like literally and nothing nothing got past him he intercepted he was heading everything away he was great he was great and uh it goes to show there is definite improvement in the individuals there um I think it's still a learning curve for them as a unit as a team yeah I, I tend to agree with you but you, you can you know you, he's, he's a he's a he's a, a manager that, that we know yeah. that improves players he improves players yeah, and exactly and, yeah. and he's improving and it's, it's there isn't it but it I, we, look we said when when Romero had his um, injury I mean he's out for yeah. a month and a half two months yeah it's unusual to to miss a player that you've only literally signed in the summer yeah but we, mm. we we saw beforehand what what we had in this what we've got in this player, yeah. And and and, and like I'll always say, to get the best centre back or to get the best defender award in the Serie A, you know you, yeah, you you're, you've done something, you're done right, something yeah. yeah. And and I and I what I love about him, he's got that um, he's he's almost like a he's like a Dembele, isn't he? In the way he is he, his kind of mentality and how he plays, <laughs> yeah. Aggressive, but very yeah. calm. Like you know, mm-hmm. a calm, aggressive play. Like mm-hmm. when when the ball goes to Romero, you know, like when we play, we play it from the back. Yeah. There's some players you like. You're thinking, oh Christ, Christ, no. But Romero, yeah. I don't feel that. Yeah. I just yeah, feel Davies. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time Davies at the back yeah. has it. Yeah. I'm panicking. But, but like, you don't. Breaking myself. But you don't. With Romero. I, also, I also feel that way about Larice, by the way. 
Yeah. I never think Larice looks comfortable with the ball at his feet. No. Never. There's I moments, never have and yeah. never will. Mm. Um, Dyer's hit and miss. Some some games Dyer looks absolutely majestic, like he could stride forward like Mateus Sammer. <laughs> Other games he looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he looks like Sam. <laughs> He's just like, oh, what am I doing Don't here? I want it. I uh, want it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think the one thing at the back which is really interesting is Dyer's organisation. Yeah. Romero, Sanchez, everybody look better yes. with Dyer there. Yeah, you're right. You're um, right. So as you're building a defence there, Romero and Dyer from me, I, I still think we can improve on Davis. And I hate saying that because I like Ben Davis mm. as an individual and as a player. But as the club... I think Ben, I, I felt last summer Ben should have gone. I feel like the club kept him because they still had doubts over Sessignon. Um I think if you've still got Conte as the manager and you're playing a centre three, clearly Roden's not fancied, no. clearly. Um, I think Roden and Davies could well be leaving and being upgraded with a very good centre half. And then the three of them being complemented by Tanganga and another lad from the academy. Uh, there's a few very good defenders in the academy. Um, so what would you? There's been a lot of rumours, isn't there, recently as well about us trying to offload Emerson Royale. I know you mentioned him earlier. Um, it'd be interesting. I mean, it'd be kind of like an admission of defeat. But I, I get the impression with Paratici, he's not. Uh, he's not. Uh, precious. Uh, Brian Gill is a perfect example of that. Brian Gill, fantastically highly rated young player, wasn't doing it in England. Gone back to Spain. He's he's literally helped Valencia meet, reach a cup final. If Valencia win that, Brian Gill will have a trophy. Wow. By the way, just so everyone's aware, um, but because other people will point it out, so I'll do it for you mm-hmm. to start with. Uh, but he, he's been phenomenal, and I mean, like I'm watching him play for Valencia, and I'm thinking, there's no way on this earth we're getting this kid back. There's no way on this earth Valencia and several other teams in Spain aren't going to come to us and go, how much. Mm. Because he is a next level, and you only got to read the 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 pundits, the the kind of punditry for the Spanish and the Liga. Just going, the kid is the best player here right now. He is wow. phenomenal. And there's me and all the Tottenham fans going, really? Yeah. <laughs> what Brian? <laughs> I, I watched him. I think I watched him when we played uh, Morecambe in the FA Cup yeah. third round. And, and like, even then, I was like, yeah, I just don't see a run, player he's, here. He's, run, he's running down closed alleys for us. He's yeah. like kind of he looked lost and. But it's one of those things, it's confidence, isn't it? Back in La Liga, back playing in Spain, everyone speaking his language, feeling comfortable, the kid's thriving. Mm. We we dragged a young man over to this country, learning a new language, playing in a new, literally a brand new weather system to him. I mean, come on, yeah. you grew up in Spain yeah. and then yeah. you come to London. Yeah, a little bit different. <laughs> uh, yeah. Has anyone seen the burning thing that's normally in the sky? Because yeah, I've not seen warm. it for a month. Yeah, it, it makes me feel freaks warm. me out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, but yeah, Emerson Royal. I don't think the club are precious. I think the club. The only issue we got genuinely is this situation around Conte, because if he's staying going, you know, you can't you can't build a system, you can't build and sign players based on a manager who's constantly flip flopping on what he wants to do. Mm. And I also think that our recruitment and our sales and everything we do is going to be massively dictated by how we finish the season. There are 12 games left. Man United are next. It is in our hands, which is a wonderful but then frightening thing to be. But 12 games of football is, is a lot. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of games to come. And those 12 games, if you... I mean, we got to be focused on every game winning the next game. You know, we, our first of our run of this was 13 games out. Our first of that was Everton. We won it 5-0. Our focus now must be to beat Man United and nothing else. Yeah. Because if we do that, then our focus then has to shift to the next one, after the next one, and the next one. But there was a really interesting statistic that Sky Sports showed before the Everton game. And it said that under Antonio Conte, when Tottenham have had five days or more between games... We've won every match and drawn one. We've not lost wow. when we've had five days or more rest, okay. five days or more to prepare. Four days or less, we've not won. No, we've lost every game but one that we won that was against Leeds. But not just like not picked up, we've lost right. every game. So under Conte, it is literally 
more the more time we've had to prepare, we've won. Less time, we've lost. We've won. Do, do, do you know? Do you know what's interesting? Saying that, um, and yeah. unfortunately, we've got to talk about them scumbags again. But when um, he took over at Chelsea, they weren't yeah. in Europe, were they? Because no, they'd finished so no, low no, down. No, they weren't. So he had a lot of time between games. Yep, he did. And he won in the title. Yep. There's, there's got to be something to that, mate. That can't just be a coincidence. Yeah. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I saw the stat and I was like, that's that's incredible. That's such a an insane statistic. I, 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 look, um, I, I don't, I don't want to. <coughs> oh god, here we go. I don't want to. Um, but I just say what what I think, right? And it might might just yeah. be the poison chalice. I don't know. But you think that us being out of everything now? Don't get me wrong. I was gutted to come out of the FA Cup. You and me both. Right? Yeah. But we're out of everything now, so we are going to have these gaps now, aren't we? So. Yeah. Potentially, we, this, we, we this, have could, this could we really, have this could it, really yeah. help our, our running, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, is like this is everything. We have been win one, lose one for a while now, and that's awful. We have to beat Man United. Like we have to put a marker down for the club, for the fans, for everyone to show that we are fully focused. Twelve games, fully focused, every single game. Because if we can. Go to Man United, even a draw there, a win or a draw there mm. at Old Trafford mm-hmm. keeps it in our hands. I'll take, this, I'll take last year's result, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just <laughs> just keeping everything in our hands is amazing because we do play uh, the teams that we're fighting with. We do play Arsenal, we do play West Ham, we do play Man United. These are the teams that we are up against. We got a double header against Brighton, we got Liverpool. So we have got games against teams that we are going to directly impact the title race, going to directly impact the chase for the top four. We, But it's like I said, it's in our hands. Who knows the impact on Chelsea's morale and their squad is going to be in the coming games? Who knows what sort of impact you know other teams having midweek fixtures for Cups Europe is going to have? Um, it's going to be massive. You know, it's going to be massive what's coming. And... The club right now, just like I said, just got to be one game at a time. I know it's a real cliche, but it has to be. Um, but we go to Man United Saturday. We've had the time, you know, from Monday. We just got to go there and win. And if we can, and then it becomes 11 games. Do you know what I mean? And just every single one you chalk off. If we finish this season in the top four, I think the whole outlook of the club changes. I think yeah. I think Conte treats that he's already starting to build it up as a massive success for the club from where it was when he arrived he's already kind of i think he said post-match if you Tottenham can get top four this season that's an achievement equivalent of winning something for where the club was when he arrived um so he's trying to put that kind of uh gentle pressure if you like on the squad to say this is now a big goal. This, you know, I know we're out of the cups and we can't lift the trophy. And even Harry Kane has said this. Harry Kane's like, you know, we need this club needs Champions League football. From a point of view of Conte preparing for next season, Harry Kane potentially being here next season, Champions League football is a must. I think it is like the it is literally this season top four does mean everything because if we get it, I think Conte is definitely here next season. I think he'll also have the financial assistance available to him to make the changes he wants. I think Kane will see that Conte is still here. We'll see some signings. We'll get offered a new deal, probably with like a release clause or something built into it. I, I think you will see a massive change in attitude. But it's in our hands. Mm. It's in the squad's hands, and that's that's the both wonderful and terrifying thing. Mm. Um, because we are so inconsistent, it's painful. Yeah, you know, we thump Everton five nil just after we go out the cup to a team in the championship. Before that, we beat Leeds four nil. Before that, we lost to Burnley. Before that, we beat Man City. It's bizarre, yeah. you know. It, it doesn't make sense. Beat Man City three two, lose one nil. Beat Leeds four nil, lose one nil. Beat Everton five nil. We're going to lose uh, one deal to me tonight. Yeah, don't, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it to me. Uh, but anyway, uh, it is time to go to our social media because there are a few questions from fellow Spurs fans. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Where do you want to start, mate? Let's go Facebook this time, shall we? 
we're gonna go Facebook are we okay God <clears throat> do, do, do. Facebook loading the good people of Facebook well I say good people <laughs> they are good people some of them are some of them are I'll tell you which ones aren't <laughs> yeah. uh, Tom Perk says when Conti came in famously played three at the back Roden must have been licking his lips surely he has to look for another club in the summer uh, yeah, it's like, just yeah, it's like you say, it doesn't yeah. fancy, does it? Yeah. No, clearly not. Uh, and uh, we've only got one other, which is Ryan Miller, who says, what do you do to deal with the stress of being a Spurs fan? <laughs> it's certainly character-building life lesson. <laughs> um, what do I do to deal with the stress? Uh, I drink heavily. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I do a podcast <laughs> um, where I talk about my Tottenham feelings. Uh, I actually just started a Tottenham diary um, because I got gifted, thank you very much, Matt, a lovely Tottenham book, uh-huh. a notebook. Um, so I, I've opened it up and I've written, this is my Tottenham diary and I'm going to put all my podcast notes in it from this point on and I'm going to put little notes in it as and when stuff happens and my thinking is at some point I'll look back on this and think, oh, that was an interesting time or that was magical or look back and go burn that. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> One or the other. But yeah, so that, there you go. That's my therapy tips. Uh, the good people on Instagram, uh, Diasporian1, let me know if I'm saying that right, by the way. I can see Spurs' rebuilding plans starting to unfold. Uh, Kulu and Bentoncourt are really perfect examples of the type of players we need to push this rebuild. Mm-hmm. Players with talent, but most importantly, play without fear. Mm-hmm. We have too many players on our squad recently who get very tentative and timid out there and cost us games due to lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. I, I think seeing them come in, hit the ground running, something we don't see a lot from signings. Um, we typically, every time we sign someone, go, right, give them six months. You know, <laughs> um, These guys have come in. I think uh, Kudazewski got written off by the fans after 20 minutes um, and is now shutting everyone up, which I like that to That goal see. against Leeds was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and Benson Core against Everton had the most touches of any player on the pitch yeah. and I genuinely didn't notice, no, it, which, which I think perfect. shows he was doing his job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he just went about playing his football. Um, so, so that was really impressive for me. Um, I, I, I've been impressed with both of them. I think they make us better. I think Romero makes us better. I think the signings we have made, uh, those three, for example, have improved the first team, and it's the first time in a while signings have been made that have definitely improved the first eleven, not just like squad players that we hope one day might improve. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you can. My my fear is, and this is the reason why it needs to be continuing, it needs to, like, the summer needs to be a big one, is that there are a lot of players in the squad, and this guy summed up great with the kind of, they, they're damaged almost, you know, mentally, like, uh, fragile uh, form. You know, uh, Delhi was one. I think Harry Winks is another one. A few of them that you can see, like, when things are great, they look like the players of old. Mm. And then all of a sudden, something will go wrong, and it's like, oh, no, they panic. You know, they go into their shells. And, and we as fans are like, oh, what are you doing? I think there's a real inbuilt problem with a few players. I think Jose Mourinho really did a number yep. on a lot of players' confidence. 100%. Genuinely, I believe that. 100% did. Yeah. Um, and I think, yes, good coaching and stuff can perhaps bring it out of them, but there, there is still a when stuff goes wrong, it really goes wrong with a few of them. You don't want the new players coming in to inherit that, like to to be like osmosis. You know, they come in all confident, and within a week they're like, "Oh my God, we're Spursy!" <laughs> you know, you need you need constant. You need players coming in to keep the new, keep the fresh feeling, and because it improves everybody. You know, you only got to look at the fact that Sessegnon's had a run of games. Regulon caught COVID, was out of the side, and then Sessegnon did well. So Regulon got sat on the bench. And you only got to see the impact of what real competition does is watching Regulon in the second half against Everton. He scored in the first minute. Yeah, <laughs> first he touch. scored in the first minute, but he was he was awesome. Yeah, he, he was. was. He was everywhere. He was intercepting the ball. He was aggressive. He was because he's had to sit on the bench for a while watching someone else play well in his position, thinking, "Oh crap! Mm. When when I when I, when I get my chance, I really need to show the boss I'm still I'm still the man here." Mm. And that's what competition does. And now Sessignon, he's picked up a slight knock, but 
he'll probably, I mean, it sounds like he's okay. It was just like a slight knock. So he's now going to look at this and go, all right, well, Regulon stepped up. Now I need to step up again to get that place back. 100%. And that's that's what happens. It's too much, too many players in too many roles are just like, oh, well, never mind. You know, I'm I'm all right. (laughs) Or I'll sit on the bench one week. I'll play the next week, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm in my comfort zone. You bring in these players and it boots everybody up the ass. I mean, I think Hoybier looks like he's suddenly nervous that he might get dropped and he's improving again. Do you know, it's funny you, it's funny you say that, Sam, because I'd never thought of it from that angle. Like, you look at um, the way that Conte uh, picks a team, it mm. very, very rarely changes. Like, no, literally... Like, no, has it been like one one change in the last four or five games? I mean, yeah, quite, don't quote yeah. me on that. And maybe that's what maybe there's something in that from what you've just said that if you've got a manager that's rotating constantly, and I think um, yeah. uh, Nuno did that a lot. And I don't want to batter Nuno, you know what I mean? No. But like he wasn't the only one that would do it. But he would rotate, so you'd have different left back, different uh, different right back, you know, from from game to game, you know. And I guess if they if you're a player and you know that. I haven't got like even though there's someone else playing in my position, most most likely next week I'll probably get to play the next game because he's going to rotate yeah. me. Whereas yeah. now he's got that solid eleven, and you only yeah. get into that solid you eleven. Need to push, yeah. yeah. I, I think it also comes into the um, the time between games. You know, you you play a wing back system. Your wing backs have got to have the energy, like with Pochettino with his full backs. You have to have the energy to go constantly. So the reason why they're often rotated is because you simply can't play three games in seven days. They you know they can't play Saturday, Wednesday, and Saturday again. So you need to have another player who's going to come in. But now we don't have that. Mm. Now we don't. So he is picking a consistent team on the basis of right guys. You know we are going out there. We're going to be consistent. And if you want to get into this team, you need to prove you're better than the person out there. Yep. Um, I, I still think we miss Skippy, and I would love to see Skip and Bentoncourt get a game together um, or a few games. Um, but yeah, uh, it's yeah. I, I agree with that comment. I, I thought that was good. Uh, the final comment is from the mountain man. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know why I'm doing it like that. <laughs> um, just wanted to mention the amazing reception Daddy received when he came on against Everton after the final whistle. Nearly brought a tear to my eye. Oh. It still feels odd that he's no longer a Tottenham player for me. He's rightfully up there amongst the great entertainers such as Hoddle, Gascoigne, Janola, Bale. Heartbreaking to see his current career trajectory. At least he's got the Spurs send-off he rightfully deserved. Yeah. Yes, don't need to add anything to that. We've already talked about it, so yeah, dead happy. Uh, mate, that's it. That's everything. We, we've covered my entire list. And we had a breaking news as well, which is just... just... And we did. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we did have that. That's going to be fun for us all to keep looking at. Um, That is still going. I, I, I just checked again, and there is so much more detail. So when we're finished, I'm going to jump on that and probably post a picture of Deli Alley with the shush symbol to all the Chelsea fans just you know just to be in a real antagonist. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Uh but look mate, thank you for joining me. Uh as always, it's always good fun. Big thank you to everybody for getting in touch. I always really appreciate it. You can email, message via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to get in touch with us, please do, because we always enjoy having a chat about all things Tottenham. Or the weather, how's things with you? It's nice, um, it's quite sunny outside. Of, I don't know it's like you're in, but it's sunny here. No, I, I do want to also, uh, because I have the last couple of weeks, want a special mention to the people listening in the Ukraine, because we do have people listening and they have emailed to say they're still listening, trying to keep some normality in their lives. Awesome. Stay strong, uh, we're all still thinking of you. Um, obviously, stay safe. For everybody else and for everyone around the world, we'll be back next week. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.